Happy Super Bowl weekend. Yes, the Super Bowl is finally here, and it's your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats, here to break all that down. Got a great episode for you. Uh, Going to be breaking down, predicting what all happens in the Super Bowl, some fun prop bets. Uh, it's always always fun to go over the prop bets for the Super Bowl, especially the halftime show, and then going around uh, the other sports news in the world, and the Olympics are currently going on. Uh, but before we dive into that, we've got a very special, special guest, former co-host of the Burgers and Broads podcast, Matt Marks, is joining to break down a Super Bowl. I mean, it's tradition. Me and Matt are breaking down Super Bowls. It's just what happens. Feels like 2019. <laughs> what about 2020? I forget that year. Yeah, I forget that year happened too. I mean, it's been two years. I guess there was 2021. Was there 2021? I don't even know. What year is this? I, I, been a while, I think we weren't even doing this. I don't think. Were we not? I don't know. It's been it, a long time. It's been a long time. We did over a hundred episodes together. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Two years, but uh, thanks for coming back on to talk some Super Bowl. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit about it during the week. Uh, we're both very, very excited for this matchup. Uh, I don't know who you're picking. You don't know who I'm picking. I, I don't think I decided until today who I thought would win. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. Are you excited to have a Super Bowl you can just enjoy instead of maybe rooting against a certain uh, team or player? Yeah, it's going to be good. Looking forward to the commercials, too. Like always, it's going to be a all-around great game. You haven't seen uh, – usually they show some or they uh, put out some uh, commercials already. I haven't really looked at it, but we have to go around Twitter and see what uh, is coming out this uh, this year. Last year was pretty good, so expect a good year this year, especially since it's not going to be all uh, pandemic-related uh, for sure. But uh, diving into the Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals both are four seeds, uh, making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Rams open up, or they are currently a four-point favorite, which is uh, pretty steep for me, uh, what, what I thought it would be. And then over under 48 and a half points. So uh, expect some points to be scored. Uh, Vegas definitely thinks so. Both teams pretty heavy on the offense, uh, not great on the defense. Rams are a little bit better, but uh, both have definitely been relying on their quarterbacks and those star receivers they have. Uh, Matt, what, what, what are your thoughts going into the Super Bowl? What are some matchups you want to see and all that? Yeah, well, let's let's start real quick with Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati has played really well, and thanks to one guy, well, two guys, Joe Burrow, obviously quarterback, but Evan McPherson, their kicker has money been, Mac, money Mac has been clutch as ever. Twelve field goals this postseason, four game. He has won the last two games thanks to his leg. I mean, this guy has been automatic, okay, and he's going to be key to this game. Four field goals a game. I mean, that's, I mean, he's the offense. He's pretty much been the offense. You look at that first game in the wild card round. Uh, 26 to 19 was the final. Obviously, we saw the interception right at the end of the game. Derek Carr throws it. They're, you know, they're in the, it's like fourth and fourth and nine. Yeah. You know, this is their shot. They got to tie it up here. Throws an interception. And then the last two games, the Titans, 19 to 16 win. And then the Chiefs, 27, 24. And it comes down to Evan McPherson. So that combo, Burrow gets him down the field. McPherson makes it automatic. Now you look on the Rams side. Okay. You got a guy who had two, what was it? Um, yeah, was it like 2,000 rec receiving yards? or almost 2,000 yep. receiving yards in Cooper. 
Uh, one of my favorite players that I've always loved picking in fantasy because he's, he's been, he's been automatic as well. Um, and he's going to be, he's obviously going to be the key. I think a, a guy that you got to watch for is OBJ. If OBJ has a really good game, you're solid. Now you can win without him going strong, but if he's, if he's having a really good game, it's almost unbeatable with that, with the offense they've got. Matt Stafford, good to see him. I mean, all the years he suffered in Detroit, <laughs> yeah. this is, is fun. And the Super Bowl is in L.A. So have fun with that, fans. Have fun with that for the Rams. It's going to be fun in L.A. And like you said, uh, McPherson, four field goals a game. That's just about as much uh, field goals a game as the Bengals have scored in the postseason uh, touchdown-wise. Bengals only have five touchdowns in the last three games. Uh, so they definitely need some offense to keep up with uh, the high-powered uh, Rams. But it's going to be fun to see Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, uh, that young uh, Bengals offense uh, and defense, basically, but versus that experience, proven players for the Rams, and just Matt Stafford going to a Super Bowl. Uh, just amazing. He got his first-ever playoff career win uh, this year, and he's going to a Super Bowl, uh, beat Tom Brady. Uh, so it's fun to watch. And like you said, Cooper Cup, my uh, MVP, that's my MVP for the NFL this year. Uh, it's been fun uh, watching him play. Uh, but uh, some storylines uh, for the field. The Rams are number three in sacks, uh, while the Bengals are 29th overall in allow uh, sacks allowed per game. So you're going to have to watch that game or watch that, uh, especially with Von Miller and Aaron Donald on opposite sides of the field. Um, LA only giving up 270 yards total a game. That's, that's pretty remarkable, uh, in the postseason and only 54 yards per game on the ground. So can they stop Joe Mixon and P Ryan, uh, a lot of bubble screens, uh, running back screens for them. So, uh, also just Joe Mixon, he's been on a tear. Uh, we'll see if he can, uh, the Rams defense can stop that. And the Rams D only allow scores on 35% of the opponent's possessions, while uh, since he has a strong trio of receivers, Burrow is number two in passing rating and leads the uh, league in completion percentage at 70%. So those are just some of the stories um, for on the field. It, it, it's going to be a fun matchup. I, I haven't been this excited about a football game since my Broncos played in 2015. Uh, Matt, I, I guess you haven't been alive for your team to go to the Super Bowl, uh, have you? Thanks. <laughs> you don't understand the excitement. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> You know I had to. You know I had to. I know, I, I know you had to. That was expected, but it still hurts. <laughs> uh, what are your keys uh, to win uh, for the game on both sides of the field? Yeah, well, okay, if Cincinnati. Obviously, Joe Burrow continuing what he's doing, but you, like you said, Braxton, offensively, they've got to get more touchdowns. <laughs> sure, you, I mean, you can rely on McPherson, but that's also if your defense it's a kicker. Is, it's a kicker, Matt. You can't ever rely on a kicker forever. That's true. That's true. But that's also too contingent upon that your defense is right there. If your offense is going to struggle, then your defense needs to be stellar. And you mentioned the stats, their defense is, you know, compared to the Rams, it's not it, the same. It's not there, but it, there, it's, you know. it's average. But I, I like what you said. I mean, Joe Mixon, I, I love the guy. OU. I'm excited for the stage. Him, Samaje Piran. That's a good combo right there. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what they can do. Uh, both are very successful when they play. And, uh, you know, I, that's going to be a, the running game is going to be key. I mean, look, they just took down Kansas city and they competed with that offense. Sure. Patty Mahomes at the second half was the, the worst thing you could probably see. And that was not what you see from Patty Mahomes, but that offense, I mean, the offense came alive in the second half too. So 
that running game is going to be important for the Rams. Obviously defense, the defense is nasty. You, you, the trades they made. I mean, this is a scary defense. No one wants to face him. And then offense is very simple. Get the ball to Cooper cup. Okay. Yes. You want to have some running game, but it's all about Stafford connecting with his, to his wide receivers um, or, you know, any, any player anyway, tight end. And I, I think Tyler Higby may be injured still, or, you know, I don't know what uh, his maybe. status is for the game. Um, but, you know, your tight end, your wide receivers, whoever you want to throw it to. Um, it, that's what the key of the game is going to be throwing the ball. The running game sure is always a positive, but I, that's not where it's going to come from, from the Rams. It's Matt Stafford airing the ball out, getting, getting touchdowns and then, uh, and then seeing what, I guess, what the kicker is Matt Gay. Matt Gay making his kicks and field goals, too. I think this is going to be a very close game the whole way through and a lot of back and forth. Yeah, it's and like you said, Joe Mixon's been balling, averaging four, over four yards a carry, uh, while the Rams have only given up forty or 54 yards a game on the ground, like I said. Um, does Cooper Cup have to have over 100 yards for the Rams to win? Yes. Yes, over 100 yards. All right, even with uh, Odell and all that. All right, I, I, I can't, I can't decide on that because just because they have so many uh, different weapons, and I think uh, they Matt Stafford knows how to get them all involved. Uh, and uh, some of my keys of the game, I don't think Burrow can get sacked more than two, three times um, if they want to win this game. Because I mean, that just means the Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald is getting to the quarterback. They're gonna hurry. Uh, getting sacks is uh, just wears down the O line and just makes them mentally not think they can guard uh von mill uh let's see uh mixon i think he's got to get over 75 yards of rushing i think he needs 75 yards um and then p ryan i think he needs at least 25 maybe 30 i think they need to balance this attack just because the rams have so many offensive weapons uh and then boyd higgins chase i think they all need over five receptions with uh over 60 yards uh that's probably my sweet spot number but i think chase that dude's balling. That dude might get 200 yards. Uh, there's just so many weapons there. And I think Burrow, three touchdowns. I think Burrow needs three touchdowns for them to uh, maybe have a comfortable lead, uh, win, maybe by a score or more. Uh, is that too many? No. Three? No. Three. Three, three seems like a good number. Um, and then the Rams, some of my keys of the game. OBJ and Jefferson, they need 50 yards each, at least, in receiving yards. Uh, run game over 100 yards. They average about 99.1 yards a game on the ground. So I think the Rams need just over that, maybe 100. Uh, keep Burr off the field. Three plus sacks, and then uh, Donald Miller get those quarterback hurries. I, I think that definitely uh, helps their chances. And then, uh, like I guess I agreed with you. Cup 100 yards, two touchdowns. Cup has 100 yards, two touchdowns. So I think the Rams are in a very favorable favorable spot. And then the last thing the Rams can do use their experience that's the most important thing you're the older team you got these experienced dudes in the playoffs except the quarterback but i mean he's a very talented guy very experienced uh, so those are some of my keys of the game pretty much uh, lined up in the same thing so matt i'm gonna ask you who i, I have no idea who, who you're picking who is your super bowl what what number is this is this 50 uh, it's five, four. I have no clue. Six, seven. <laughs> I have no it's idea. Up there, <laughs> something like that. It's up there. Who, yeah. who is your Super Bowl champion? And I want to tell you this real quick: the Rams, three, one, and one against the spread in their last five Super Bowls. They are currently okay. favored by four. Okay. 
Well, I'll tell you this, Braxton. It is everyone's favorite thing when you get to watch a true Cinderella and underdog story. And so with that, I'm going Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Going to Young Guns. Joe Cool. Yep. I love both teams. I really do. Big fan of Cooper Cup. And I Uh, would love to see it for Stafford, but Cincinnati. It's just so many likable guys. I it's hard yeah, to pick. It really is. It's tough. Don't hate, uh, don't even hate either team. No. And uh, like, uh, well, this thing goes towards the Bengals, but uh, so you're with Madden on this one. Madden, uh, they picked the Bengals to win, and they have a 61 percent accuracy uh, rating since in Super Bowls since 2004. So okay. Madden has the like Bengals it. to win. So you're with Madden, but Matt. I'm going Rams. I'm picking the Rams to win this game. I just trust. I, I Matt Stafford. Okay, yeah, he's, he's had some bad passes down the uh, late in the games, but I, th- I think he cools it down a little bit. I, I just think the experience gets him. I think the Cinderella story ends. The Cinderella story it always comes to an end right before midnight. We're all Super Bowl is midnight, so it's that's a great analogy right there. I just had, but um, I think I think the story ends. I think Joe Cool has his team set up for a long time in Cincinnati. Zach Taylor's done a great job, uh, but I I just think the Rams win. Too much experience, home field advantage. If you can say that uh, in the Super Bowl defense and Stafford has been longing for this his whole career and I'm going the Los Angeles Rams to win 31 to 27 so Matt we're differing on our Super Bowl picks I I I I couldn't decide it's it's gonna be so fun to watch I'm excited to watch it it's tough but I'll tell you this Burrow loves the big stage yeah and I'm not cheering for Skyline Chili to win this I I don't want Skyline Chili to win I'm I'm not a fan. It's yeah, sucks. not a fan. Okay. Straight up, Cincinnati. You listening right now? Your skyline chili. It sucks. Yeah, it's not good. Don't don't bring that to the Super Bowl parade if you win. They're gonna be throwing uh, skyline chili everywhere. Don't be doing that because it's awful. But all right, Super Bowl picks are in. It's it's gonna be so fun to watch. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Uh, I mean, you know what else I'm excited for? The Super Bowl prop bets. It's always fun. There we've got I've got a lot down here. I don't think we may not cover all of them because I, I just wrote like all of them down. Um, but we're gonna go through some of these, uh, what our predictions are. Uh so Matt Stafford, passing yards. Uh the over-under is set at 279. His average is 287. I'm going over. I think it's gonna be high scoring, like I said. And then Joe Burrow, uh, the over-under is set at 273. His average is 282. So these quarterbacks are right in the ballpark of each other within uh, five yards. And I'm taking the over on that one, too. You taking overs on the quarterbacks? Yes, I agree with you. Over and over. All right. Over and over. Uh, rushing yards. Uh, we've got a few running backs here. Uh, Cam Akers, uh, over-under set at 63. Uh, his average, uh, way under that, uh, he, he's been injured the whole year. He's only been back, what, like four games or something. I'm going under. Under or over? Cam Akers. Go under. All right. Uh, Michelle, his over-under is only 20 and a half. Um, his average four yards a carry. Not get second string, though. I'm going to go over on that one. I think you can bust a run for 20 yards. Sure, yeah. I'll go. Yeah, it, yeah I'll go over. All right. And then Mixon, uh, Cincinnati backfield. His over-under is at 60. Uh, average four and a half, uh, four and, oh, just over four yards, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go over 
on this one. He's had a really good career, I think. I think the Rams or the Bengals come out running. Uh, or I think they can build a lead and maybe uh, run for a little bit. So I'm going over on the mixing. Give me the over. All right, and then P. Ryan. This is to everyone. Please put this in your parlay. Please. The over under for Samaje P. Ryan, five and a half yards. Guys, come on. Take the over on this one. Put this in your parlay. I'm begging you, man. Come on. Over on P. Ryan. That's not even a question. Over. Yeah. Over. Five and a half yards. Come on. As a backup, I think you can get that. Um, all right, receiving yards. Cooper Cup. All right, Matt. Well, this is at our this is at our breaking point thing. Uh one of his over under is set at 104. Uh, I, I, this one's tough. I, I think I'm going to go just under. I think it's right there, but I think I'm going to go just under on that. I think he's he's aimed for a big game. I'm, I'm going the over. Over, all right. Uh, Jamar Chase, 78 and a half. I'm going over. Over. Jefferson, uh, Vance Jefferson, 28 and a half. He averages 16 yards a catch. I'm going Van Jefferson, over. You know, and the... I'm going under. I don't think he's going to actually do much. He may get – I think it's going to be one of those games he may get a catch or two. I know he's up there, but I just – I don't think he's going to factor in much. I'm going under. He just gets those long balls as well. He does. He's the yeah. guy that, yeah, he'll you just air it out, and he's the only open guy down the field, and he <laughs> scores a long touchdown for 80 yards. I mean, yeah. that's that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe one of those. But uh, Tyler Boyd, 39 and a half, averages about 12 yards a catch. Uh, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go under on this one. I think he's uh, maybe in the low thirties. I'll go under with you. All right. And then TD scores. Who's your first touchdown score? Ooh, just in the, in the game or in the game. In the game. Um, I'm going get Cooper cup. Yeah. That's who I'm going. Yeah. I think, I think I'll go, I'll go cup or Mixon. Uh, one yeah. of those two. I think it'll be running for the Bengals and then passing for uh, Rams, but uh, where are two D scores? Um, does Cup score? Yes. All right. Yes. yes. Mixon. Yes. Yes. Jefferson. Plus two forty. Plus two forty to score. Uh, I'm. A, I said yes on this one. These are my touchdown scores. I'm going with um, OBJ. I don't know. Um. Well, you know, if I'm saying no to I'm going to say yes, because otherwise, who else is there really? Uh, I'm, I'll have to go yes. <laughs> I'm going I'm going OBJ at plus 140. I'm going – I think Stafford's going to spread the love in this game. I think that's how they win this game. That's how I have yeah. Cooper Cup not getting that 104 yards because of uh, spreading. And then uh, T. Higgins. Ooh. I think that's my other one. So, I don't have Chase scoring a touchdown in this. No. No to um, Higgins. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have Chase scoring. I, I think they. I think he gets yards. I don't think he scores though. They got I think him they find other ways. Yeah. All right, game props. Let's go to some game props. Uh, first play of the game. Rush minus one forty four. Pass plus one eighteen. I'm going rush. I'm going pass. Pass. Wow. All right. Yeah, they are pass happy teams. Uh, score score in the last two minutes of the first half. Yes. Obviously. Yes. All right. And then how many players? A pass. How many players throw a pass in this game? Uh, the under is uh, minus 190, over plus 155. I'm going over. There's going to be a trick play in this game. They just got to attempt it. You just gotta have there has play. to be. There has to be, so I'll go with you. Yep. All right, both going over. Uh, Two-point conversion. Ooh. Um, a, a yes is plus 160. 
You know, I'm gonna say no in this game. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think yeah, straight one. I yeah. put yes in this one. I just think it's gonna be so close and everything. Um first penalty, Bengals or Rams? Bengals. <laughs> same. Same on the Bengals. Uh, and then I just I'll do something things. stupid. Yeah, the, it'll be a holding call. It'll be a holding call. That's my prediction. Uh, and then the last game prop before we go to halftime, uh, the MVP. Here's some of the odds on this one. Uh, Jamar Chase and Aaron Donald plus 2,000. Cooper Cup plus 700. That seems seems kind of high to me. Uh, plus 700 on that. And then uh, Joe Burrow plus 230. Matt Stafford plus 105. So obviously Matt Stafford is the favorite and the Rams are the favorite uh, in this one. Uh, who's your MVP? Well, if, if the Rams win, I'm it's Cooper Cup, it will be Cooper Cup. That all right, yep. yeah, I'm going Cooper Cup because I think you can get that two touchdowns. If he has two touchdowns over 100 yards, it's Cooper Cup, yeah. All right, just a few of these halftime shows or halftime uh prop bets. Um, the first artist shown, Matt Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Mary Blige, Eminem, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Who is it gonna be? Oh, that's a tough one. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm going Snoop or Dre just because I'm, I'm right. going them. Probably so. Yeah, give me Snoop. All right. And then the first song performed, California Love. Yeah. California Love plus yeah. 200. All right, we're going yeah. on that. All right. And then here's a funny one. Will Snoop Dogg smoke? The yes is plus 300 while the no is minus 450. Yes, he will. Yes, big. Those are some yes. big odds. You throw yeah. a dollar in. I might throw a dollar on that. Um, but yeah, Snoop Dogg smoking is a prop bet. Uh, how many songs? They've got the over under set on eight and a half or nine, wow. basically. So, or yeah, over eight and a half or under 10 and a half. So, I, I think I'm going over the eight and a half. I think I'm going nine. Because it's a lot of artists. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's six artists, five artists. So I'm going over on that one. Uh, And then the Eminem hair color. Brown and black, uh, white and blonde, or other? Give me white and blonde. blonde. I'm going brown and black on this one. Just because I think he's older, I think he's toning it down a little bit. That's fair. That's Mm -hmm. fair. And then finally, uh, first Eminem song. Ooh. Um. Oh, can't even think of the name. Yeah, like, lose yourself, slim shade, um, not afraid. Uh, what's the other main one? I feel like I, I, I think it's gonna be lose yourself, but I feel like not afraid is gonna definitely. But I'm gonna go lose yourself. Yeah, I'm going slim shady on this one. Okay, I think they open up slim shady. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, and then Matt, I, I have one prop bet. I think uh, all our listeners uh, need to hear. So my 100 percent bet. Joe, some, the Samaj P. Ryan one. But the coin toss uh, with the defer, um, if the team who wins defers. So 92% of the teams defer after winning a coin toss. 12 of the last 13 Super Bowls, the winner deferred to the second half. Sean McVay, Sean McVay has won the coin toss 48 times, Matt. How many times has he divert, deferred? He's won it 48 times. How many times has he deferred to the second half? Once. 48 times. Okay. Well, opposite of what I said. There you go. He's deferred wow. every time to the second nice. half. And then Zach Taylor, he's won the he's won the coin toss in 27 games. How many times has he deferred? Once. 26. 
Dang it. <laughs> just opposite. That was a trick one. It was come back that way. <laughs> so between these two guys, they've only deferred once in their career. Or not That's deferred. Cool. They have not deferred no. once in their career. Strategy. So, take that bet. Mm-hmm. Take that bet, uh, especially in the last uh, 12 Super Bowls. Uh, they have deferred. So that's that's some pretty easy prop bets right there. Uh, I always love the prop bets. They're always fun to talk about. Um, so that is uh, really everything we got dealing with the Super Bowl right now. So let's move into some other news, uh, some breaking news. Uh, Chloe Kim won her, uh, just defended her gold medal in the uh, half pipe. So congrats to Chloe Kim. Back to back Olympic gold uh, in the uh snowboarding half pipe so congrats to her a uh, metal count as of now the this probably changes uh, i haven't updated it uh since uh the olympics are going on right now but germany is in the lead with eight total five gold norway uh 10 total four gold uh third place sweden seven total four gold and the u.s right now is at 10th with seven total and only one gold well i guess add a few more golds to that with chloe but uh, USA got to step it up a little bit. These other teams, they got some whole field advantage with the mountains and all that. So uh, you've watched much in the Olympics? Just a little bit, not a whole lot. Is it bad that I've kind of forgot it's on? To yeah, be honest, I mean, it, it's easier to watch the Summer Olympics. I, I like the Olympics. Uh, I like yeah. watching both. I, I love the snowboarding. Watch, yeah, but I just, yeah, I have kind of forgot it's on. <laughs> but I bet it, when I have seen it, it's been impressive. Really, some talented athletes for sure. It's I like how it's on so late. I kind of like it. It's just yeah. on something to watch before you go to bed and all that. So and it's it's kind of peaceful just to sit there and watch. You know, I mean, uh, it, it really the talent is incredible. I know if I even tried that, I'd be I'd fall right <laughs> on my butt and yeah, it'd be yeah. done. Like yeah, it's it's just like it's like how do you do that? You watch that and go like how and how like perfected it is. It's <laughs> I mean the work they put in. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is, uh, especially for some of those high flyers. But um, so NBA trade deadline uh, happened. Uh, there was one massive trade, really. Uh, we had a trade with uh, Utah and Joe Ingles as wherever he was sent. The Blazers, I believe. Who even cares? Uh, but the big two, two kind of big trades. Uh, CJ McCollum was actually traded to the Pelicans uh, with Larry Nance and Tony Snail. Uh, so surprising trade. It, 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 I was a little taken back, a little surprised by it. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Well, we knew McCollum was going to go somewhere. Um, he was, he was being shopped. That was no secret. I was surprised New Orleans kind of, I, I didn't hear their name a lot. I knew that, um, you know, one of the teams I thought Dallas would, would have a shot, but, um, yeah, I, this was, I mean, this was a good move for New Orleans, and it it's an end of an era for Portland. I, I look at Portland, and Braxton, I, you know, we've talked about this Portland team a lot in the past. They've made the playoffs every year that they had C.J. McCollum and, and Dane, and they had a really good thing going under former coach Terry Stotts. I mean, they, they would make the playoffs. They were a high seed or middle of the pack. They just couldn't get out of the first round. Now, they've taken a big step back with Chauncey Billups this year. Now, look, there have been injuries. This has not been the same strength of team, but I mean, there, I, and I've got to look, I don't have it pulled up, but I think like 12 games under 500, this is not a, a good Portland team this year. And, you know, you go back to the off season. I mean, I, I think Chauncey Billups is going to be a, a good coach. We'll see how his career continues. Um, this is only his first year, but remember they had Becky Hammond interviewed and then there was a lot of issues with like, you know, why didn't they give her the job? And then 
like their GM, there was maybe some like sexual misconduct, you know, stuff or something that was going on in the toxic front office and stuff like that. It was kind of a mess in the off season. Um, But this, this is really kind of a sad end of the era because I think Dame is going to want out. I think they're going to have a messier upcoming off season that Dame's going to want out. And then that team is just done. I mean, they've, they've traded all these pieces to the Clippers and it's, I, I just, it's kind of a, it's, it's a really, the storybook is over for Portland and they're going to have to completely do a rebuild. And Dame doesn't want to be a part of that. Right. So um, he might, yeah, maybe, but it just, uh, yeah, New Orleans got better. You got, you got a piece that you wanted and then the Blazers are just treading water and it's not going to be a great end of the season for them. Yeah, it's going to be a long, maybe even a decade in uh, Portland starting now. Um, Could be, I, yeah. I, th- I think Dame's out now, uh, maybe by the end of this year, maybe next year, but he's got to get out. But you can't stay in Portland, uh, just ruin your career. Uh, but I, like you're saying, they're 13 games under 500. Uh, they're currently the 11th seed, though, so they're still almost in the play-in game, uh, a game and a half outside of the play-in tournament in the West. So... Uh, but uh, Portland, yeah, they're done. They're done. So I was a little shocked by it, but I don't care. I'm not a Portland fan. Um, get Dame out, I guess. Go have him go have send his talent somewhere else. Just rebuild in Portland. Um, Pacers blockbuster trade. Uh, they trade Sabonis, Lamb, uh, and Holiday to Sacramento for Halliburton, Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Uh, both teams are third worst in their conferences. Uh, so just trading some players. I, it's a pretty even trade, I'm, I must say. Uh, I, I really can't tell you who won. I think Hal Burns is a good player. I know Buddy Heald's a great player. He just doesn't take as many shots as he needs to. Uh, right now, though, I'll, I'll probably say the Pacers won this trade. Because, uh, I mean, those Pacers all-stars are Sabonis, supposed to be an all-star, great player, third, third to last in the – uh, Eastern Conference, so uh, bringing some new guns. I, I'll, I'll go Pacers win this one. I I, I don't know yet, uh, but Halliburton healed, good talent. Yeah, I mean, why did the Kings exist in the NBA? I mean, that's that's a very valid question. Yeah, I mean they're garbage. They are a dumpster fire every year. I, I don't know how. I mean, they. I don't know how they still have a fan base. I don't think they do. I've never met a Sacramento fan, even on Twitter. I mean, it's crap. The, the performance is crap. The team is crap. The owners are crap. I mean, the, the whole team, it, it's, a, it's a mess. And I saw on Twitter people going, are you crazy? You're trading a, I think it was one of my friends that tweeted this, that said, hey, you're trading what could be a, you know, you're a diamond right here in, in Tyrese Halliburton, the guy that can be your franchise guy, your franchise point guard, and you trade him away. And he's, how old is he? 21 young 20 that young very young young 20s maybe not 21 i don't know trade him away and i look i like sabonis i think that's i think that's a great pickup like sabonis is is he can get you all the boards you want sabonis is in a way of kind of like prime making this comparison kind of prime kevin love right back in like even not even prime up and coming kevin love good but he can't carry yeah, I mean, he, you know, he'll get all the boards and all the points you want. I'm shocked. I mean, Sabonis was injured. This Pacers team has been really injured. I'm shocked how bad they have been. I mean, you 
you know, I'm a Mavs fan here. We had Rick Carlisle. He left the Mavs. He went back to Indiana. He did a great job there. I'm surprised how bad they struggled under Rick Carlisle this year. But again, injuries. So that plays a big role into it. But still, they're like the third worst is what you said. They're like the third yep. worst of the both, West. Both teams are third worst in their conference. Or not West East. Yeah, that I mean, mm, that that's that's tough to swallow. But this was a weird trade, really. I thought I saw earlier that Sabonis was going to go to Washington. So when the news broke, I was like, okay, what did Washington get? <laughs> did not think it'd be the Kings. I don't know what the Kings are doing here. You can make Sabonis your guy and pay him all the money you want and have him be there for the rest of his career. But again, the Kings are a dumpster fire. Again, they shouldn't even be in this league. They are trash. And I, this team just, they, they tread water every year. They, you think they get close and then they don't make the playoffs. They choke away because they're trash. So that's how you really feel about them. I know. And I think, um, I think they got Alvin Gentry. Is there a head coach? I think he's their interim head coach. I like him a lot. I think he's a great head coach. He deserves to be a head coach. Get him out of Sacramento. I think he can – I mean, I think he even – a couple months ago there was a storyline. He ripped the team and said, like, this was, like, the worst pathetic thing he'd ever seen in his yeah, years yeah. in coaching. Well, there you go, because what are they? They're, this is a dumpster fire. It's trash. Get out of there. Yeah, and just, what, last week or two weeks ago they offered uh, Darren Fox for Ben Simmons. So – I mean, they've been trying to overhaul for a minute now. Yeah. They don't but, know what they're doing. They need yeah. better ownership, GM, whatever. But all they, they do is draft guards. That's all they do. What was that? They only draft guards. That's well, it. Wasn't it. It was probably a couple of years ago. They only they drafted like three centers. Maybe, yeah. You remember that? They like drafted centers. I'm like, dude, you only got one center on the court at a time. You only really need two really good ones if you want. They like spent all their picks and trading, drafting, whatever on centers. I'm like, gosh, they don't even know how to construct a roster here. <laughs> I could make a better 2K roster than what we're seeing from the Kings. <laughs> is there is there anything else uh, NBA wise uh, that stood out to you this week, or anything you want to get off your chest? Well, I mean, well, the Lakers. Let's talk about them for a second. Who thought that? Yeah, your, your your picks about the Lakers finally came true. They're garbage. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Russell Westbrook, but he said something today that like he deserves to close out games. Okay, Russ, how about we send you the G League? There, you deserve to go and close out games. No, Russ, telling- Russ has been playing good. He's got he'd have he's he'll have like seven game stretches where he plays perfect games, and then like four or five games he just sucks. And, and then he'll have a game where he makes one shot or where he goes like one for 40 and has five points in the end of it. I mean, dude, Russell Westbrook, I, mm, this is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just bad. You know, I, this, this whole Lakers roster is bad. The construction is, of this team yeah. is so bad. And I saw this was a TNT was a Barkley. I think talking about it the other night or Shaq, I think it was Barkley saying this Lakers best, the second best player you got LeBron. Their second best player, Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson, your second best player, not Russell Westbrook. You know, not, uh, you know, I mean, you got a team. Austin Reeves has played well, but um, you've got Dwight Howard. You know, they got all these guys that were great back in the day, but they're a shell of the player or they can have their moments, but they're not consistently great. Yeah. My thing, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, my my thing is just they need Frank Vogel gone. 
That's my thing. Yeah, and I disagree with that. I don't but, think it's Frank Vogel. I mean, really, you what else can he do? Frank needs to suit up himself and try to get some shots up there. <laughs> this is on Rob Palinka, and this is on Janie Buss or whatever. That's on them. I mean, the, the they don't have the right players around LeBron. They don't have the right players. Um, you know, they're trying to shop, shop Taylor. Uh, what's Taylor Horton? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or Tucker Horton, whatever. They're trying to they're trying to shop him, and apparently no one wants him. And I think his bad bad salary, bad contract, too low, or whatever. They're not getting anybody to bite, so they're just stuck. But Russell Westbrook, yes, he'll have his moments, and he's had some good games this year. But you know, the other day I saw him. He, he was like, I don't know, he made just like two or three shots the whole game. He only had like five points. You had LeBron and AD. So, you know, there you go. That's pretty much it. Who both had like twenty five plus 30, 35 plus points. And then they had the graphic, all three and Russell Westbrook and he had five points. Yeah. Like, you know, and he, or something he's like getting that, booed yeah. at, at, at crypto.com arena. Crypto.com buy the coin. It's worth it. Buy the coin. We're up at the 40, 54 cents now. Buy it. <laughs> Should not have given you that segue. <laughs> you, you, you got, I mean, bro, look, you got, they, they're booing him. He's taking shots. That would be shots. I would take where I'm just jacking up a three and it goes on the side of the board. He's doing a shot. You see at the YMCA, not what you should be seeing at crypto.com arena by the coin guys. Thank you, Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon is saving us all. We can talk crypto all day. You can bring it up, but I, I think Russ needs, I, I feel bad for Russ, man. I love Russ as a player. Uh, he's a great dude off the court anyways. And as we're talking right now, Portland is beating the Lakers by four with under three minutes left in the game. Um, well, no rust tonight, but um, uh, this Lakers team—they've got to—they've got to make a trade by tomorrow. They—they they well, need you, to get something. And you know what game's coming up this weekend? Because they got this weekend, Mavs, Warriors, and Lakers. Warriors, Warriors are not. What is going to Steph Curry? What is happening, to Steph Curry? He's had he's had some pretty rough games, but I think they're going to crush the Lakers. I, that game's not going to be close one bit. You, I think I think Warriors won. Hold on. Hold on, you might want to take that back. The Warriors are down by 23 against the Jazz with six minutes left right now. Wow. Dang. It could be a 70-point game or a 70-70 game uh, Saturday night, Warriors and Lakers. Well, it could be. That's a shock because I think to start the game, the Warriors, I mean, again, it was in the first couple minutes, but Warriors were up like 13-2 or 13 Yeah, I saw that. So, wow, they really choked as the game went on, but I still think the Warriors are going to blow up the Lakers. I, I really do. No matter what happens tonight, I think that Lakers roster is crap. Yeah. They, they've got to make some trades, get Russ out of there. You don't. the Lakers fans don't deserve him. Get him, go let him play, get his triple double somewhere else. Um, send him back to Oklahoma city. Send him back to Oklahoma. We'll, we'll take him in. Let, let Oklahoma city trade a pick. I mean, there's not, I'm sorry. I, the value is not going to be very high. I yeah. really, I mean, you're, you're not going to be giving up multiple players and picks for us. Yeah. Bring him back home. Bring him back home. Let him finish his last five years, four years, whatever. Um, Matt, so we'll go – let's go NFL. Okay. Kyler Murray unfollows okay. the Cardinals on Instagram. Was he ever following any of his teammates on Instagram? I did not pay much attention to who Kyler was following, so I'm not sure. Right. Well, big news, no news, trade happening. What, what's going on? I have no clue right now. I'm saying there's not much there. 
I, I really think there's not much there. Um, time will tell. Kyler Murray is now the favorite to be the Buccaneers quarterback for the start of next season, plus 500 yards. Plus five hundred odds. Well, so, if they make yeah, they make that deal. Um, you know, you get Godwin back. You got Evans. You got a lot of pieces there to work with Kyler. I think so, they'll be having to give up a wide receiver for that. Probably so. That's true because you got to make a trade with that. So um, yeah, I don't know what they would do. And and Godwin is a free agent. So I mean, I don't know what trade capital Tampa Bay what they would do. But uh, yeah, we'll I, I think it's a big story. I do think it's a big story when you unfollow the team that you're employed by on Instagram. I really do. Um, Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady, you just retired. Uh, I don't even know if it's been two weeks, but it's been a great two weeks. Uh, has already said, you never know. You never know about him coming back. Are you buying into this? You know what? I am buying into it because I know that one phone call with his buddy Gronk and bam, they're both back together on another team. So it, everything's up in the air. I would still love to see Brady play again. He's the said he wanted to play until he was 50. How about he takes a year off, maybe two, and then he says, oh, I'm coming back at age 47, plays he'd again. He'd probably win. He'd you know? probably and, win. And he probably would. But, I mean, I, it, it would be fun to see. Where would he go? Where do you think he would go? I think if Mac Jones does not pin out the next two years, I think Tom Brady could say, screw it. I'll go back home, play for another year. The fans will welcome me. We'll waste the yeah. season with me playing again. That would be great. I don't see that happening. I think Mac is the guy there, but uh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, cool. I I don't know who would sign. Would you sign a 47-year-old Tom Brady? Or a, he'd be, what, 46, 45? I think he's 46. Why not? Why, honestly, if you if you had a crap team, you would pay him. You'd yeah. pay him. That, I mean, just one. You got a young gun quarterback. Let him train under Brady yeah. for a year or something. Let him be a mentor. Yeah, it, that would be cool to see. Um, you know, probably realistically, he doesn't come back, but you know what, if he's, if he's talking about it like this, we saw what Gronk did. He took a year off, came back. It, it could happen. It could happen. You can't take the game out of the player. You really can't. It's true. Really true. All right. Uh, Matt, the Texans hired their guy, defense, their defense coordinator, Lovey Smith as the head coach. This is his third stint, uh, in the NFL, his career, 89 and 87, three and three in the postseason and one Super Bowl trip with the Chicago Cubs who lost to uh, when he lost to Peyton Manning in 2006. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? I, 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 I don't, they shouldn't have fired. What was it? Coley. Yeah. Another David guy. Coley. They should not have fired David Coley. Uh, he, they had four wins on the year, I believe. But if you look at that, they had Tyrod Taylor injured like the first game. Uh, you had David Mills, Davis Mills uh, playing quarterback the whole year. They were in a lot of games. You win four games. You get a huge win against the Chargers uh, last uh, two, three weeks of the season. Uh, I think the players really liked him. I haven't really heard anything bad about him. Uh, but he had that team. He had that team winning every year. It's kind of like Dan Campbell or not every year. Uh, he had that team competing every week uh kind of like dan campbell did and you don't you didn't see dan campbell fired i, I really think this is more uh than uh, him just having a foreign whatever 13 record uh, i don't like it how texans handled coley i really think he should have been the guy especially for another year maybe another because uh you might as well who else is out there uh but they get the guy dc or uh, lovey smith who's average quarter or average head coach uh, I think he's. They're gonna be treading water. Same record, 
uh, bottom of the barrel, just like they always have the last few years. Yeah, it comes down to roster construction with this team. And I look, I think the Texans did wrong in firing David Calais. I did not agree with this when it happened. When I saw the news on Twitter weeks ago and they made this move, I said, this is, this, this is not right. You get the guy last year. You don't even give him more than a year. You know what? He got more wins out of that Texans team than they should have had. I mean, really. You, they win week one with Tyrod Taylor and Brandon Cooks popping off. And, you know, then, then they lose a lot. And then they got a few wins. Like, they beat Justin Herbert. They beat him one game. They beat, um, I forgot who else, out of their four wins, they, like, beat some playoff teams. Yeah. They beat some, they beat some tough opponents. You pulling it up? Yeah, I'll pull it up. Yeah. So, I did not agree with this move at all. And you look at the roster. I mean, Brandon Cooks is great. If he's your number one, you know what? So be it. He, he's speedy. He's fat. This is, he's a good, he's a good wide receiver. Not really a number one, really on any team, but for the Texans, he's their best guy. But look at their running backs. David Johnson, who that infamous trade with Bill O'Brien making that deal to send their star Hopkins to, uh, to, to the Cardinals. And so you've got David Johnson and Rex Burkhead leading, you know, your running backs. I mean, this team is just not, was not built great. And you can thank Bill O'Brien for part, for having that GM powers and tearing down the team and being dumb and being an idiot, making those trades back in the day. So David Culley was not given much of a chance. I really hate the Texans for what they did to him and brought him in. Because I think, if I'm correct, he's like maybe – I don't know if he's that old. Maybe early 60s, maybe. Uh, yeah, early 60s, late 50s. He had been with the Ravens for so long, this was his first head coaching gig. That's what bothers me. And I want to talk about another team in a minute, if you will, when we're done talking about the Texans, because I have another comment I want to make about this coaching carousel yeah, this offseason. He but, was – he's been in the right. league for 27 years as an assistant. 27 years his first um first head coaching stint 66 years old so here uh they win week one uh put up 37 against the jags uh they have they have some tough losses uh week five they lose to the patriots by three um they lose to the rams by about 10 uh in week eight loses the dolphins they beat the number one team in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans, at Tennessee in week 11 by more than 10 points. Uh, they did lose to the Jets. Uh, they beat the Jaguars again. They beat them twice. Uh, and then they beat the Chargers in week 16, putting up 41 points. And then the final game of the year against the number one team in the league, in the AFC, they lose by three. So, I mean... Uh, the, he got, he's got some close wins. Uh, there were some games they only put up less than 10 points, but he's got some wins. They were in some games. Uh, they beat the, they were in the games with the number one team in the AFC and um, Patriots and all those other teams. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm 100% agreeing with you. Unfair. Yeah, and it goes, it's that roster construction. Now, Lovey Smith will do well. He was their DC. He was already on that team. Again, that's what doesn't really make sense. I thought they were going with an outside hire. I thought it was between Josh McCown and uh, uh, yeah, I Brian think Flores. they I think they had to hire Lovey because of 
I think they hired him because he was African American. I which uh, David Coley should have been the head coach still, uh, but I think they had to, yeah. and they couldn't hire Josh McCown because it would look even worse for them as a franchise, um, not staying in and hiring uh, an African American yeah. as well, and going yeah, with a do to coaches quarterbacks in high school. So yeah. should have kept, um, but should have kept David Coley. That's yeah. what that's what it comes down to. Should have kept David Coley. You give him one year, that's stupid. That's idiotic. Why'd you hire him in the first place? Yep. All right, who's the other team? So I want I want to talk about the Raiders for a minute. I I, oh, I just as a Broncos fan, I love the hire. I love the hire by the Oakland Las Vegas Raiders. What a yeah. great job, dude! Should I, not be in the league coaching. He's a cheater. He should not be in the league. Josh McDaniels sucks. He should not be in the league. Well, right, go ahead. Hey, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like the hire. I saw people saying this is great. Again, I think the Raiders organization did Rich Basaccia dirty. Again, this is a guy that you start the season. This is an issue. You got John Gruden, a guy that has done exceptionally well, and then everything comes out about him. You know, racism and the sexist comment, all the comments he made in those emails and everything. So he's out. Well, Basaccia steps up, and this team rallies behind him. And they fight for him. This is a guy that gets them to the playoffs. I mean, you go through all of that. You go through Henry Ruggs and him. Another player. (laughs) Another player, too. And then you still get to the playoffs. And you are fourth and nine. One throw away from tying the game. Maybe you go to overtime and maybe you win. And this is and then we're not talking about the Bengals anymore. This guy at the end of it, I saw on Twitter, since someone posted Basaccia in his hotel room, writing all the players, handwritten thank you notes. Wow. Handwritten cards. I don't know what it said. You know, it's been a, been a ride. It's been a season. You had Max Crosby, I think it was, and Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr all like publicly, you know, supporting Basaccia. Like they wanted him to stay. Now, they hired McDaniels and you know, everyone, they're all like, oh, we're happy for it. But they were like, you know, Rich is still, you know, is our guy. Now, Basaccia got hired on by the Green Bay Packers this week as their special teams guy. And they needed help special teams. He's going to do a great job there. But that guy deserved to still be a head coach. Again, another guy that is up in age who had been in the league forever, got his shot, did everything he could with that shot. And he doesn't get a chance to stay. I, I think the league has two problems. One, it's diversity in, in the head coaches. But I think it's also not giving guys a chance. And I know that's up to the owners. There's no rule that you got to be a coach for two years and then you can maybe be fired or three years. We see a lot of coaches get like three years and then that's kind of the mark that, okay, we're going to go into the And you direction. see these coaches who can't but, win anywhere. What, Jack Del, or Del Rio is the head coach of the Jack? Who's Who just got hired in Jacksonville? I mean, this is like their third guy or third. Well, ja- yeah. Well, Jackson, no, Jacksonville's Doug Peterson. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't win or he, I guess he won. Well, he won in Philly play. and he'd I mean, been there the long time. Yeah. They, 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 they just recycle these white old dudes who are awful, like towards the end of their career. Well, I wouldn't say uh, Peterson. I wouldn't say is awful. I, I wouldn't. He's a Super Bowl yeah. winning. He's a coach. Super Bowl winning. Nick coach. Falls, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. You know, there you go. With Nick Foles. I mean, in, in Jacksonville situation, yes, Urban Meyer was not going to make it past the year. I mean, that had way too many issues. That's an exception. But, I mean, when they, they fired Doug Barone, uh, Marone a couple years ago, and sure, you know, 
not great in Jacksonville, but his record was, I think, a couple games under 500 because, you know, they had the season when they had Blake Bortles and they were like a win away from going to like AFC championship. They went to the AFC championship. Or they went to and then and they lost, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so, I, I mean, and that's a dumpster fire again of an organization. But it's just these guys that are not, that have been in the league for so long, they've given a chance, they've given a taste of that honey, and they're not allowed to at least get another year or two under their belt. I think Basaccia would have continued to done a great job. That's a tough division to be in. Yeah, That's a very tough division that the Raiders are in. I think the Raiders take a step back. I think the Raiders are going to go through. I mean, is I don't know if Derek Carr is a free agent or what that looks like, but he may. I mean, there could be changes there. We'll see. I, I just I really hate some of these moves because, like, David Culley didn't deserve to go. Rich Basaccia did not deserve to go. Um, and Flores did not deserve to be fired. We'll see how this whole saga goes with his lawsuit and what's happening there. They won nine straight, right? Eight or nine? They, they were like one and eight, maybe, and then one nine in a row or something and almost made the playoffs. I mean, they completely turned it around. And whether what Flores is saying, you know, and being paid to lose games, whatever is going on there, the truth behind it and what actually happened. I mean, they started winning games. It doesn't make sense that he got fired. I, I don't know why he got fired, what the reasoning was. You know, they cited differences. Well, that may be what the owner says compared to what Flores says. Now, I think this the new coach, um, is it Mike McDaniel? Is that his name? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, the former OC of the 49ers. I'm excited to see what he can do, but he's a brand new first-time coach. I think he's. I think there's a lot of excitement around him, but it's, you got to be skeptical. It's his first coaching gig, you know, as a head coach. Just but, see if he can last more than a year. Yeah, I. It just. It's. It's. It's just strange that some of these guys that these that have been in the league forever get their chance, but they don't really get a chance. And that's. I, I just. That's what really bothered me. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I like Basaccia. I liked what he did. You watch him. You see the respect he gets from his players. You know, they just didn't pull out the win, but they made the wild card game. They almost beat Cincinnati. And there was that bad whistle or that no play that should have happened uh, with the Bengals Raiders too. So I yeah, mean, a couple plays away from facing uh, Tennessee or whatever. True. But yeah, Josh McDaniels will probably be there for what three to five years uh, with an average record. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, and then you have Vic Vangio staying at my Broncos for a while, even though should not have been there. Uh, but I'm excited about our hire. Uh, what do you think about Broncos hire? Yeah, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I've seen just the videos, and he he's, he seems like a guy that you want to go play. You want to go play for. Run through a wall. Um, again, it's a tough. It's a tough division. You know, it's it's very tough um, because it's still going to be run by Kansas City. That's not changing no matter what changes may happen. in Aaron Rodgers, baby. You know, I mean, hey, I mean, that could that could throw a wrench in things, but it's still going to be run out of Kansas City. But um, I, I'm excited. I think the Broncos, Broncos 7-10 and 10 last year, I think they'll continue to make strides. You know, I don't know how optimistic, you know, you look, but this very much could be a Broncos team that goes 500 this first season, and that could be a big step. You know, you, yeah. you win three more games, you, you get right around 500. You win, a, I mean, you win a game or two, get back to 500. So we'll see what happens there. The Broncos were in a lot of games, you know, lost some close ones. Um, but, yeah, I, 
I'm, I'm excited for that coaching hire. I'm excited for Dennis Allen in New Orleans. I like this pick a lot. I mean, yes, we heard Eric Bieniemy um, also um, interviewed for that position. Yeah, I still don't know why. Like, I don't know. It's like what we're talking about. You see these got number one offenses. They yeah, get one got, year or no chance. Yes, you got number one offense. But again, for KC, he stays very good for you're you. Happy. So you're very you're happy there. But you want him to get a shot. But um, Dennis Allen, I think, will do a great job replacing Sean Payton. We saw him coach this season interim when Payton had COVID, and uh, he did a really good job. I don't remember the game, but it was a huge defensive performance for Dennis Allen, and he did a really good job in that game. So I'm excited about that coaching hire. Um, I'm trying to think what are the other coach. Oh, um, the Giants. Uh, they got uh, Brian Dabble. Dabble, I think they said Dabble, uh, have you say his last name from the Bills? That's a good hire there. We see what the Bill, he was the Bills OC. We saw, you know, the Bills have been phenomenal with Josh Allen. He's got a lot of work to do with the Giants, but I saw the Giants got a new defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, who was with the Ravens. This has been a guy who'd been with the Ravens for a long time, has been really good defensively. Now, the Ravens had a lot of injuries this year. I don't know why they fired the guy or, I mean, let him go. But now the Giants got him. Not saying that those two hires are immediately going to make the Giants up there with Dallas because I, I think I it's still Dallas's scared. Dallas's division. But um, you know, we'll see what happens there, right? Um, so I, yeah, a lot of interesting things happening. Yeah, I, I like all those hires. I like all of them. Um, the last, the last segment part, not the ones before we were talking about, but. Um, Anything else to add uh, NFL-wise for our big Super Bowl kickoff? No, I Whatever mean uh, – I don't even know. I don't know. Well, and Brax, I don't know if you've got this written down, but can I say one quick thing about MLB? I know we're in a lockout. Yeah, yeah. Here. Go ahead. Rob Manford. Idiot. He's an <laughs> idiot. He is a – I loved how Marcus Stroman of the Mets said he's man clown. That's his name, man that. clown. <laughs> Honestly, as a baseball fan – I don't know why uh, baseball fans don't just say, screw this sport. I'm going to soccer. I'm going to basketball. I'm just going to be a football fan. I'm going to lacrosse. I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to table tennis. Why would you even respect the game of baseball anymore? I can't believe they cannot get to an agreement. This is sad. Spring training is supposed to start in two weeks or even under two weeks. Pitchers and catchers report soon. Report. Yeah. They can't right now. Nothing's happening. This is sad. This is sick. We want that. We want the game. This is why it's a dying sport, unfortunately. And they're getting trouble getting people to the game. I mean, you're taking a step forward when you got Fernando Tatis, you've got Mike Trout, you got Shohei Otani, you got guys that can attract people to the game. They're like, yeah, oh my god, they making steroids That's- legal again for a little bit or whatever. So- well, they they're not drug testing right yeah. now. But. It, it, it just blows my mind. They can't come to an agreement. Now, apparently on Thursday, Rob Manfred's supposed to speak to the media. I don't know what he's going to say. If he's going to say anything or more BS that he's been, been putting out there, but they cannot come to an agreement. And it's, it's really sick. I, you know, I think what we're going to see when the agreement is struck is there will be a universal DH. I don't think pitchers will bat anymore. I think that's something everyone has been wanting. Now, we've had this debate before. I like the old school rules, but you know what? If this is what it's going to be, it's what it's going to be. It's what, how it happens. But again, I think the issue is a lot of the, the salaries, the money, you know, the, how you pay minor leaguers who get paid like crap. 
Like they don't even get livable wages. No. You know, it's just really sad for the sport. I'm excited for baseball. I'm really ready. I love opening day. I mean, you know, I, you, you, you know, you got to be excited for your Yankees every year. You know, know, you get excited. I, I'm done. Maybe. I'm done now. I'm done. Okay. Well, I'm excited for my Rangers because they just put 500 million in two players. I'm excited to get Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon in the lineup now and see what they do because the Rangers who have been crap for five years now have really been bad, have gotten some big names. And I think we're on the path to taking on Houston, who, you know, I absolutely hate those cheaters down in South Texas. I hate them. (laughs) Bold prediction. They're taking on with the Astros. Yeah. I think they take a step back. Well, look, I, not saying that the Rangers are going to win the division this year. It may still be Houston, but honestly, I'll cheer on any other team but Houston. Maybe Oakland wins it this year. That's fine with me. Rangers are going to get better, and Houston will eventually lose all their players, and they'll be crap again or average. They won't be as good because they don't have as many trash cans. You know, <laughs> the trash cans are moving out of the city. You know, even though that city is trash. I'm sorry. I said it. Not trash. It's just human. Travis Scott's going to come after you. What? Travis Scott's going to come after you. Well, look, let me take that back so everyone who is mad can be be not mad at me anymore. Just it's say human. it's too human. It's too human. It's too human. Right. It's too human. I don't want to live there, okay? It's not trash. Only trash is that team that plays in an orange juice ballpark. <laughs> it's a nice ballpark, though. It Didn't is. you guys copy their ballpark? Been... What? Didn't you copy their ballpark? Yeah, I know, but we are like a Home Depot, okay? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can see it now. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rob Manfred been a joke since 2017 with uh, the Houston Asterix scandal and all that. Worst I, commissioner I, in all of pro sports. I mean, tried to shorten the game. Didn't work. He's tried a lot, but just nothing he does seems to make it better. And I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but you are. And I, I love opening day. I, I love during the summer coming home, watching uh, some MLB at night. Uh, it's always fun. Uh, even if it's not a team I really care about, but you got, yeah, you got these big name dudes, uh, Tatis, all these other guys. Uh, I guess you can still put Trout in there, but um, um, hopefully they get something done because there's nothing. Sports are winding down. It's about to be just baseball season. So hopefully we can get something in the works. Uh, and then Manfred steps down tomorrow, like you said. Hey, if that's what the media does, everyone will rejoice. Yep. Everyone will rejoice. All right, Matt, anything else to add? I think I'm tired out of – I got all the energy out. You got all the ranting out. Um, got everyone, thank you all for listening. Matt, thank you again for coming on the podcast uh, that you, you helped start Burgers and Brats. It, I'm excited to watch this Super Bowl um, Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Central, Eastern, something. Central, I'm, I think yeah, it's Central. Central. All right. Should be fun. Watch the member only talk during the game, not the commercials. That's when you got to be quiet. Uh, so you can listen to those and then throw out that skyline chili because the Rams are going to win. Uh, it's going to be super fun to watch. Uh, everyone, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you follow on any platform at Burgers and Brought Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora. And hopefully you're watching on YouTube and listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, for Matt and I, thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.